Gundam style. Hmm, yeah. That's probably what they say in Dutch, Flemish. Well, you have to wait till G Gundam to see what the Dutch are up to. Okay, okay, okay. That's great, great. Opa Gundam style. Gundam style. Uh, yeah, welcome to Well Cool Robot. Um, Zeta Gundam's here now. <laughs> we finally, it took us halfway through the show, but now the show can truly start for real. Yeah. Is it a guy? Is it a plane? I can't figure it out. Sometimes <laughs> there's a guy, sometimes there's a plane, and I'm like, that's a plane now, where did the guy go? And then the guy comes back and I'm like, but where did the plane go? What's going on in this show? I'm so confused. Everything happened so poor, much. Poor Candelos Dos. Well, you see, transforming Mecha are here now, and that's just what everything is, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Tomino looked at Starscream Transformers and said, I can do better. And he did, I guess. He did. Actually, when did Transformers happen? Oh, ooh. I know they're not, like, the first Transforming Mecha, because there was a thing in, like, you know, there were a thing in Japan before they were Transformers, because Transformers is an amalgamation of two things sort of together. Yeah, Transinforming. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, begin the 1980s. That doesn't help me at all. Um, which I don't want to see the films. Other media... When did, this is yeah, Michael Bay came up with Transformers, didn't you? Michael know that? Bay created Transformers in two thousand seven. This is the most useless Wikipedia page ever. You want to talk about Gundam? Uh, after initially separate and completing franchise started in nineteen eighty three, Tonka's GoBots became the end. Oh uh, wait, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, who knows? Let's talk about Gundam. No one knows. <laughs> Transformers started in nineteen eighty five when we first saw the uh, Ashamar Transformers. Uh, it's it's nineteen eighty four is when Generation One of Transformers started. Okay. So. So I was The right. more Ta- you know, episode 22, The Eyes of Scirocco. The Eyes of Dracula. In the the eyes, eyes of Scirocco. Of Scirocco. <laughs> Can you imagine just really sad? Outer yeah. space. You just have a bunch yeah. of, like, uh, badly abused teenage pilots. You know, one of them's missing an eye. Uh, just a really sad commercial that plays in Gundam every year around Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> These kids have no home. They sleep in their robots. <laughs> I always hate those commercials. Hey, what if two robots spooned? <laughs> it's, it's, okay. You know how people talk about, like, getting intimate with another person in terms of bases? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Doing it with the robots is fifth base. Is that Blaseball? I think that's Transformers. Um, we almost had, okay. we almost had the fifth place in baseball, but instead we have um, we got, we have wild cards now. So there's there's going to be um, even if you don't make it into the um, the playoffs, you have a there's there's going to be a wild card tournament on Friday. Oh, yeah. like the thing we did in this year's Cup of Greed, where we just didn't quite have enough duelists, so we kind of took one from the 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 people who didn't make it into the qualifiers. Dealer's choice. Yeah. Dealer's choice. I don't know, like, what's going on with baseball in general. I'm pretty sure you freaks are going to start the first impact. Uh, well, so here's the thing. Uh, Claws Up, Crabs won their second internet baseball series. Um, so uh, it's kind Claws of up. a, at this point, it's a basically a race between us, the Pies, and the uh, and the Tigers to win a third internet series baseball tournament. Uh, and Which will do first impact. Yeah. Well, the important yeah. thing is if the crabs win, uh, we are going to ascend into heaven and we are going to attack and dethrone the gods of sports. So. Cool. I, I, I wish you all the best. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I can't follow you where you go. I'll stay on Earth. My soul will still be bound by gravity, but 
I will be able. I'll, I'll I'll be sure to hang out with the crabs when all of you, I guess, turn into them. You're you're in that Delmarva region. Come in, come into the mud with me. That's true. <laughs> I I I do live like about a half hour drive from the Chesapeake Bay, so you know. Listen, I'm a firefighter for life, but I respect the crabs and just claws up. Yeah. You know who hey. I also respect? Jared. Jared. <laughs> Jared Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> the the biggest loser in space. Jared does walk up to Sirocco and say, like, I am ready to be owned. <laughs> he's like, he's a totally different character now that Dracula has, I guess, turned him into a vampire now. It's great. Yeah. I love the new Jared. Yeah, you become a vampire and you say, hello, Mr. Dracula, sir, please own me. Please own me. I am he's owned. So, I'm owned he's, now. He's so demure now. Yeah. It's great. It's like, what happened to you? I think he just got put on medication. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, he's, he, you know, he has a daddy now to teach him how to, how to be a big boy. And Soraka mm-hmm. is just telling him, like, not to feel bad. You know, he did really well. He only lost because the Zeta showed up, uh, you know, um, and he needs to have the resolve to believe in his own good luck, uh, and then proceeds to, uh, take him away to go introduce him to his new pilots. <laughs> yeah. As it turns out, he doesn't, he never needed a mommy GF. He needed a daddy BF. <laughs> and this is what's good for him. I just... Sirocco, or Sirocco, like, Jared comes up and he's like, hi, hi, Space Dracula, I'm really sorry, I did really bad at there. And Sirocco's like, oh, honey, it's fine. Sometimes things happen, you just kind of need to sit there and believe in yourself. Like, he says some really nice and supportive things, but because it's Space Dracula saying it, it's just creepy. Yeah. These are, these are like, the, the disciplinary episodes, I think. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, Sirocco just kind of, like, walks up to him and is like, ma. I want to gas you up. <laughs> I think that's a point. It. I did. Yeah. Um, I did notice. Did Jared mm. have a green necktie before, or is that new? Uh, a green necktie. I did not notice Jared's Jared's neck situation. To be honest, he's got just like a little green sort of scarf. That's cool. Good. For I don't him. know. It could have been there the whole time, and I'm just not very perceptive, which is ironic. Since oh I'm Sarah no! McCoskey's, you know what? I, th- but... I think it's genuinely just like. The color of it sort of changes because it's blue in most scenes, but then sometimes oh. I think they just forget what color it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's pr- exactly cool. it. Um, because I am yeah. I am looking at a at a panel P of Jared's, and uh, I think this little neck <laughs> scarf is different in every single. I don't think it's the same color twice. <laughs> yeah, Zeta Gundam, show me the Jared's. <laughs> Zeta Gundam, show me yourself. Zeta Gundam's big. Here, here she is. It's like a lot bigger than the Mark II is. By like several I mean, meters. It's got like a foot on it. I mean, like relatively speaking, if these were human people, they would have like a foot on Mark II. Yeah. Um, Certainly no Psycho Gundam. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah, but it's nearly twenty meters tall. A mere twenty meters. It's a mere tw- compared <laughs> to our large land Psycho Gundam. Okay, so it's only it's only one like one point three five meters taller than Gundam, but that's still like a human's height. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's significant. Zeta Gundam's really cool. It has like bell bottoms. It has it has like a double V fin. Well, it's like a V fin and a half. The Zeta Gundam jeans and the wings with the <laughs> plane. With the plane. Um, so, I like it. Well, here's a really important thing. Uh, Appley is like, hey, you know, uh, you need to be really thankful for this. They basically built this Gundam for you, Camille, uh, which means this is in fact uh, Camille's my super sweet new type uh, now appearing on MTV. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder I'm gonna say this like a little hesitant that I'm gonna like send Sarah down a dark path but okay. 
Do you think there's something to be said about how Amuro sort of reclaimed Gundam and took it for himself, but Camille was able to make his own clothes this time? Hmm. Just, just, just put that in the back of your brain for a little while and see what happens. I'm thinking about it. I'm fucking thinking about it. Hey, Haro's here now. Yeah, Haro's here. back. Thank God. Took it long enough. Yeah, and Foss pissed off because Camille says hi to Haro before he says hi to her. (laughs) It's like... She's right. It's rude. I don't know. Uh, I would say hi to Haro. But I mean, (laughs) listen, he's valid. Like, you see that little green ball, you gotta hold it. He's already seen Fa. He hasn't seen Haro in a a grip. In a grip. That is true. Hey, remember grips? (laughs) I try not to. Sometimes sure. I remember Grips and I'm I start sure. sweating. I'm sure nothing will happen. <laughs> Grips will be fine. We'll never see it again. You know I'm how sure. like every couple of episodes they just mention that Grips is doing something or Grips is moving or Grips is constructing something and it's like, mm, I'm sure that'll be nothing. Uh... You know what I think it's going to be like? I think it's kind of going to be like the Hong Kong porn plotline. <laughs> Why just, just like it just every... shows up for like every, like a five seconds every episode? It's like oh yeah, it's yeah. Grips. We'll just get we'll just get like a reminder about the Hong Kong porn tape. Yeah. just every episode it'll be like oh here's where Grips is, and it it won't develop into anything. I'm sure it's, it's just there for eagle-eyed fans. <laughs> yeah, it's a little Easter egg. The real yeah. the Grips heads out here. <laughs> the, the Grips heads out here. You know, we're all waiting for episode twenty-five. Um, uh, the normally titled episode. It's normal. Um, Camille also says some normal things here. He's just like, th- these episodes are the disciplinary episodes, but more so these episodes are like the dunking on Fa episodes. These are the, these are the, hey, it's Fa's turn to go through a new pilot character development arc. But what if it was worse? Yeah, I think it's like, oh man, like, uh, like, and I'm sure we'll get more into this as this repeatedly happens over and over again. But, like, when you get down to, like, the brass tacks of it, like, Fa's arc right now is exactly the same as Camille's arc. She's saying, like, basically all the same things that he was that, like, you know, she wants to, she she is piloting because she wants to help. She doesn't want it to be, like, just on Camille. And, like, mm-hmm. she's, you know, having trouble adjusting to it. She's trying to succeed but getting overwhelmed because she's going into a fucking war. But, like, and and everyone's basically treating her exactly the same way they treated Camille early on. But the fact that, like, Fa is so obviously, like, not the perspective character of the show, the, like, the context of it just feels like the show's being so purposely nasty to her, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, with Camille, where, like, the way that it's being framed is you're supposed to sympathize with him, and it just fucking sucks. (laughs) I mean, what I was gonna say to that was basically the exact same thing that you said, it's the fact that... It, the, her arc is the same as what Camille's is, but the difference is that this time she's a girl and her she like sometimes screams high pitched and sometimes cries, and that's kind of the only difference. Yeah, yeah. And like what's happening, and 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 not only that, but like now that Camille is the experienced pilot, he's basically adding on to the sort of like piling on to Fa, and not once is he like sympathizing with her, saying like I've been there. This happened to me like. Uh, literally about a month ago no he's just like immediately like on the side of everyone else and saying like yeah fa that was stupid you shouldn't have done that and like doubly so because like oh, camille's internal monologue is just constantly girls shouldn't be in war they just shouldn't. yeah and it just like Not great yeah which is like fucking stupid because like we've got you've got emma who's an a super accomplished pilot you've got rekawa who's a fucking you know like top tier spy like there are there are there are plenty of existing women in this show that are good pilots and like as far as like Fa's like performance over the next couple episodes yeah she gets her shit owned a little bit but like she pilots way better than Katz does <laughs> that's true <laughs> 
Yeah, and like we could talk about the scene at the end of like episode two, but like the support, the like, oh hey, you're a new pilot. I've been through this. That she doesn't get from Camille. She kind of does get from the other two girls, which is good to see. That's true. Yeah. Um, I like I'm very sympathetic towards Fa in these episodes, kind of mainly because I want to be, and like my sympathy and right. empathy for Fa may be kind of going against the tide of the show. Um, but I do like to see her. Oh man, like. Oh man, like I know I've been like really vocal about the the justice for Fa stuff, uh, and like on the whole, I think I think she uh, she does get like good play, uh, like you know she she has an arc, she's going somewhere, mm-hmm. and she does get the fucking rawest line in this episode where like you know Camille's trying to be like, oh, I just hoped you could live in a world like separated from war, yes. and like Fa's just straight up like your your opinions are out of touch with the times. Like, everybody's got to do something. I'm here to fight. And, like, you know, Camille's like, what if we all die? And Ed Fa just responds with, that's something the victors can figure out. Which is, god damn, like, Fa's here for it. I am... I like <laughs> it! Face the harsh reality, Camille. It's good, like, the conversation they have, like, Fa, either, but they both want the conflict to end, obviously. Camille just kind of wants it to end. Fa is like, no, no, I'm gonna end it by helping us win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like... Yeah may not necessarily be like the quote-unquote correct opinion but at least she has she kind of knows what she wants whereas camille i have no idea what camille wants ever you also get the feeling that like fa has a better grip on the idea that yes people are out there dying whereas like Mm -hmm. i mean with fucking when they attack jabbero like camille was flying into combat against people and then chastising them for like fighting back because it would get them killed like it seems right. like yeah. Fa has a much better understanding about what combat is. <laughs> yeah, well, Camille does say later, actually this may be in the next episode, that like he constantly thinks about all the mobile suit pilots that have died at his hands. Yeah, um, yes, later on. <laughs> we'll get there. But like, you know, he's gotten more, but Fa's already there, like. Mm. Lucille of Bluth voice, good for her. <laughs> yeah, the other thing I do want to kind of briefly mention, because I think it is worth mentioning, is that like, why isn't Fa allowed to wear pants? She's just not wearing pants. Yeah. Pants are the, like, sleeves, pants are the sleeves of the legs. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, I would be okay with seeing Fa's ass if we also got to see, like, Quattro's ass. Yeah. You equal know? Oppor- yeah. Equal opportunity booty like, cheeks. Imagine exactly. if Torres was walking around in just, like, high-waisted booty shorts. I'd be here for just, it. God. <laughs> just double-cheeked double up all over the Argama. <laughs> The, listen, that's the vibe that the Argama has already. Like, he should be contributing to the vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, the Argama, like, already looks kind of like a 70s basketball team. They just need to lean into it more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, at the end of my notes, I have this, like, diagram of just, like, all the relationships on the Argama of who has a crush on who, and it's, like, complete spaghetti. It's so <laughs> Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, it's like a... It's, it's, it's like Pride and Prejudice up in here. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'll post it later. After this scene, we cut over uh, to the grand disappointment because Hankin didn't die in space. He's still here, I guess. <laughs> really sad about that one. He's still out here. Uh, he's talking to Rekawa. They're gonna they're transferring uh, uh, a new mobile suit, the Methus, and the Defensor, uh, which is a an upgrade for the Gundam Mark II, uh, over to the Argama. It's like it, it's whatever. He gives Hankin gives Rekawa like this little gift box for Emma. He gives her uh, a, like a present that he shot down in Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> like a slingshot exactly out, like pop the balloon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's literally this like this like pastel pink little box like wrapped with like red ribbon, and it's just like he he's so like twelve year old embarrassed about it. And Reko was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> could you could you maybe oh, could you give this to baby? Tell Emma, please, Reko. <laughs> also, is this ship called the Radish? Yes. This ship's called the Radish. It is called the Radish. <laughs> it's cool. Um. Haro is going off on one here because the teens are fighting. Yeah. The, the God. So this is like this whole thing is just it's like just it's just peak team drama here because like Haro's going off. Bright's trying to break up the fight. Emma is like has like rolls up into it and, and then she's just like kids will be kids. Don't worry about it. I love how that's always her excuse for everything. Just like let them like do their recreational time. Yeah. I mean, well, they were literally last episode ended with them just making out in a hallway. So like, you know, it's teen time. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, it, they like it, actually. That's just what teens do. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not going to argue with her because I don't know if this this could be correct for all I know. Yeah. Um, but Bright, like, tells them to stop arguing or they're grounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, Fa, like, runs off. Camille sort of runs after her, puts a hand on her shoulder, and as soon as he does this, he gets, like, a literal war flashback. Yeah. Or actually, he gets a four flashback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Fa notes that, like, you might be here in space again, but, like, I can tell your heart's back on Earth. Everyone can yeah. tell that he's, like, sad about his GF getting killed. That, I, yeah. That's the problem with being a psychic soldier is uh, you have to learn how to, like, not, like, just broadcast every thought that you have, I guess. Um. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I did, I just liked this as at a, his abrupt realization that, oh, I really like fire, but I'm still not over four and I have complicated feelings. I'm like, yeah, honey, you have those complicated feelings. Yeah. Good for you. Work through them, maybe. And then the scene that cuts after oh, this is the scene. <laughs> so, some would say the pinnacle of the entire forty-one years of the Mobile Suit Gundam franchise. <laughs> it really is the greatest scene. This scene should be taught in cinema classes. Yeah. Funny bright eat a sandwich. Funny bright have a burger. <laughs> Noah burger. <laughs> no bright Noah or burger Noah whatever yeah. burger you Noah. know. <laughs> He's at he's eat, he's eating at Quattro guys. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, it's a burger from a vending machine, so you know it sucks shit. You know it is the nastiest like possible food item you could eat on the entire Argama and he is just loving just, it. One time I had a pizza from a vending machine and it was the worst oh, food that I've sounds ever heinous. eaten. Heinous. Literally. <laughs> I'm it sorry. Just, yeah, I'm trying to think. Is it just a is it just a preassembled lunchables they put under a hot lamp and then just shoot out of a vending machine? Is that what? Yeah, it, it, I'm pretty sure cause they they do the same at Seven Eleven. They're wrapped in the foil. I'm pretty sure it's just that. So it's like all like steamed up and soggy and just. Ugh. See, I'm going for my pizza experience where the vending machine kind of, sort of assembles it for you and cooks it, and it's just really bad. Hmm. So I like to think that you kind of go to the vending machine and go, boop, 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 boop. You, you say, like, bread, meat, lettuce, slop, Tea pickle, gray hot. bread. And then it kind of just, like, there's a cool thing on the inside that, like, sorts all the ingredients out. And it's just, it's space. I want, I want to see that kind of technology, you know? <laughs> wow, cool vending machine. Wow, cool burger. Wow, cool burger. Love the um, burger. 
Also, meanwhile, he's eating the burger. Um, Bright and Emma are like talking about their respective roles as ship mum and ship dad, and the fact that they have to kind <laughs> of raise these teens and deal with them. It's nice, but the burger. Yeah, it's it's nice. Emma does have a pretty wild line about how she doesn't want to like be the one doting on Camille all the time because she doesn't want to like exacerbate any mother complex he has. Yeah. Huh? Like, I don't want... Emma? I think the explicit thing she says is, I don't want to promote any kind of mother complex with Camille. I cannot be a substitute mother for him. Also, he's uh, uh, he's just, like, naturally attracted to me. I can't help that I'm hot. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> can't help being a Gemini. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't help being an Emini. Sorry. <laughs> um, also, the, the burger scene here... Because we have the burger emoji on our, in our Discord. This whole time, until I saw this scene, I thought that burger emoji was from 0079, Me and too. I just it's had missed it. It's because Bright doesn't age. Bright's like a Keanu, where he looks exactly the same in every single show he's in. He also does eat a burger in 0079. I mean... In the salt yeah. episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah. He gets so a this this means double. that he's going to be there in Double Zeta and he's going to eat a burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he gets a he um. gets a chicken in Double Zeta. Okay, yeah, he get he, he right get a to, chicken. They go to they go to they go to space they go to McDaniel again. And he gets a McChicken. No, just like a whole last live chicken is just like in his lap. Oh, it's great. <laughs> oh, okay. good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, and, and the scene sort of ends where, like, Emma tells Bright he has to do it because he's the dad and, you know, he's he's been getting home from work too late. He just doesn't cook or clean. He has to take care of the kids somehow. <laughs> yeah. And then and then we cut over to our, our beautiful, beautiful baby boy, Jared, who's actually having responsibility for once. Yeah. Yeah. Jared has been assigned to some children. Yeah. Jared is Byleth right now. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Jared has been assigned two pilots. Uh, we've got um, Annette Fire Emblem Zeta Gundam. Um, <laughs> whose name is Sarah. Whose name is Sarah. And then we have um, uh, Mix will not be appearing for very much longer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sidele. I did not catch their name. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Sidele. I never learn her name because let me tell you, she's here for an episode and a half. And you can tell because she has the most boring character design in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you look at her and the the the, the personality traits. I, I roll out a comically long scroll and it says brown hair and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it says brown hair, gender ambiguous, and I nod and then I say, but the other one's called Sarah. Yeah. I'm and the other one is like an outspoken sort of like talks back to the authority, so you know that they're important. The other one's just like, yeah. yeah, I trust Jared, which is like first 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 and last mistake, trusting Jared. Yeah. Yeah, oh, like Sarah has principles where she's like, I would not like to kill anybody in battle. Oh. I know that war is necessary, <laughs> but I would... Yeah, Sarah yeah. has like big... Okay. Sarah has big like 0079 Amaro energy. You know, I I like her vibes. It's weird. I I've... that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you... T- Sarah... You're literally Amaro. You can't sp- you can't like speak on this anymore. You've already sealed your fate because you became Amaro when you made Gundam. I did become Amaro when I made Amaro. <laughs> I didn't become Amaro when I cut my hair and just. It's okay. You just have to make hair. you just have to make Yakshiki, and then you'll be truly free from its gravity. And um, <laughs> okay. I'm so- yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Was- um, yeah, I don't know. It- it- it's like. She's like, I will never kill someone if I don't have to. I, war is necessary evil. It's a stepping stone to a better world. She's just like saying a lot of just like, she, she's read some theory, I guess. 
Yeah, she read the fucking Futurist Manifesto or whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm-hmm. By Karl Marx, too. (laughs) It's the whatever one that they say, like, war is the cleansing force for mankind. It's really weird. It's kind of fascist, (laughs) I think. I've not sure actually that, read it. Oh, oh yeah, I, I think I think I read that one. It was written by Giran Zabi. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but yeah, that's like you know, Jared is not getting along with his kids. He's like really mad at like having to take care of these kids and just like doesn't like them. They don't get along. Then the other note I have for this scene is that like, and all for all of Jared's scenes as well is that Moa or Moar or whatever she's called in the dub. Yeah is, like, the point-of-view character for Jared's arc. Like, all these scenes are framed from Moa's perspective, and her, like, thought narration is describing what Jared is doing. It's it's interesting, right? Because she's, like... You can tell she really cares about Jared. And, you know, I'm I'm, like, there's, like, almost certainly some romantic interest there, at least from her to him. I don't know if it's the other way around. But, like, the whole time, it's, like, she's just trying to help him. Not not in, like, the I can fix you kind of way, but, like, genuinely she's, like, trying to look out for him everything. And he's, yeah. like, at this point so hopped up on Sirocco giving him one iota of responsibility that he just does not care <laughs> at all for a, a single word she has to say. Yeah. It's actually her thing with Jared, the way it's framed, is very similar to how Beltachika and Amaru were framed. Is it? Well, just the way that, like, whenever Amaru had that breakdown, it was from Beltachika's point of view. Oh, Okay. And, I was gonna. And, I was gonna say I like Moa. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like. I'm not <laughs> like they're not comparable at all. But just the way that the story is framing them and framing their okay. relationship and like they care for another character and and we see Jared from Moa's perspective the way we see Amaru from Beltachika's perspective mm. and this is this is good though. I like this. Yeah. This is good. It is. It is a really interesting choice of like because I feel like the easy thing like if you're going like. If you're going to give one person, the Titans, the kind of inner monologue that, like, Camille has or or Belter Chica had or anything like that, like, you think the, the, the automatic is like, all right, cool, we'll give it to Sirocco or we'll give it to Jared. And the fact that they give it to Moar, like, helps, like, make this whole branch of the plot, like, just feel, like, a little bit more lived in and complex than it's just, you know, because, uh, like, Moar doesn't really matter to like what's going on and it's that uh-huh. makes it better that like she, uh, she's the one we're getting like opinions on about what's going on like she's kind of like mm-hmm. her touchstone which is like a nice refreshing thing that makes like this whole titans arc like not annoying to watch <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. yeah no she she's like a really effective sort of lens for the audience god and also lived in cool. complex really does describe this whole show <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh they um but they they get sent out to attack the Argama. Um Jared's in his Gavfly, the the kids are in the Marasize. And then and then you once again, um brown hair over here is like, um actually our target's not the Argama, it's Ayug itself. So come on. Say one yeah. cool thing before you beef it. Jared please. is like, um no, actually I have an obsession with the Mark II Gundam <laughs> and the Argama, we have to attack them. Jared really feels like the he's the assistant manager of a Burger King right now. Like <laughs> drunk on like the tiniest amount of power yeah (laughs) yeah it's really good um so yeah they the the sort of the fight that happens here is rekoa and another guy whose name i don't know they're like on their way over to the (laughs) argama i don't know him jared's team like spot them and engage them and sort of fight happens yes yeah it's like um 
Camille like feels it before it's gonna happen. He's yeah. getting better at new type, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Camille mm-hmm. gets the uh, the at here Discord notification. Um. <laughs> yeah, he's always online. That's what new typeism is. You're not. He wrong. hears the call. He hears like the call join noise that putting before like their audio starts going through. So that's he's like, uh oh, get better, get ready. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like the, whenever we cut to the Argama and everyone's like, oh, oh, th- there's an attack we got. Like, he's already dressed. He's already ready to go. He's like, all right, let's go. Yeah, I mean, like, Emma's like explicitly like, oh, wow, you got here fast when, when she comes in and, like, Camille's already suited up. Like, <laughs> He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. Emma, turn your notifications on. God. <laughs> I know you're not offline. I can see that you're, pl- I can see that you're playing The Sims 4, Emma. <laughs> Uh, uh, very important. Very important. Uh, Sarah and other pilot hold hands because they're gay. Um, yes, love to see I, it. I'm glad. Part of me is like, I see this happen. And I know that uh, Sidley is going to beef it, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is this is either. Well, no, 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 no. I, I, I mean, like going on from that. What I mean to say is like, I wonder if that will lead to Sarah being like resentful of Jared in the future, or just like Titans in general for like, you know having having her gf get get killed yeah um mm-hmm. but also especially part- with the stuff she said about killing being bad etc yeah et yeah, yeah and then also part of me is just like i i it's it, it, it I'm, I'm worried it's just gonna be look at that isn't that cool anyway yeah also like i guess uh you know they they are both new types and it is kind of refreshing to see that like i don't know if they're cyber new types or anything i don't think they are but it's no it's cool, I, yeah, it's cool to see like t- the two of them like paired up and like looking out for each other as opposed to like yeah foreign and um uh 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 rosami who like seem to have very solitary existences as pilots yeah i i think they were like classmates in new type school not cyber new type yeah. school regular yeah yeah and like the way their relationship with jared like command relationship with jared is like jared gives an order and they kind of like side eye each other and like sort of almost new type dm each other and be like are we going to do what he says? Okay, let's do what he says. And then yeah. do what he says. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, in, in between this battle, we get our first sort of like full male alchemist, full male alchemist, but it's Zeta Gundam now <gasps> instead yeah. of Mark II. Yeah. There's a new interstitial. I'd love to see it. Yeah. I also there's, noticed... only, there's only one interstitial. It came out like a couple years ago, I think. No, they're doing a new season. Well, no, there's a second edition coming out. Yeah. Is there? Okay, cool. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, oh yeah, in the, in the interstitial Zeta Gundam, it kind of like... Zeta Gundam's face is really weird. It kind of looks like the Witch King of Angmar. Yeah, it does. Oh, shit. But a mobile well, suit. So so the most striking thing that, about Zeta Gundam that's different is that it doesn't have the little mouth fence. Yeah. It's yeah. it's got a clean like face pl- face plate and it like makes the it makes the face of Gundam look a lot longer, which is kind of cool. It, it <laughs> Hey Zeta Gundam, why the long face? <laughs> <laughs> Zeta Gundam says war is bad. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I know I keep harping on this, but genuinely, every single time I see Zeta Gundam, I think it looks a little bit cooler to me. It's just like, it's a cool evolution of main Gundam, you know, because it has the whole tricolor thing. But then it is like, definitely looks a lot more like military realistic. I dig it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's got a little more black to it because, you know, we know Camille's a little goth. He likes to listen to The Cure sometimes. Mm-hmm. He throws the Lincoln Park on. And he just needs something that more reflects his, like, he bought he bought some new wings at Hot Topic that were black and red, you know. <laughs> he's got uh, his gamer shield. Um. <laughs> he's got his gunners on. Uh, yeah, the, the, the fight is still happening. Like, we, it's cool to see Zeta in action because it's just, like, it has, like, an extendable gun. It, like, we see the V-fins pop out. 
in like a really cool like well animated way it's just like bit kicking ass it's great mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i did note that like the for the first like this happens in every episode but like Fa is just trying to get a robot. There's no robot for her. So because this is Eda Gundam, she just like steals one. (laughs) Can they put a bike lock on these things or something? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's chaos. Like you see a robot, you get in it, you just take it. And I think Bright is just like, okay, I guess you could just do that. Yeah. He like, he tells Apple to like (laughs) keep an eye out for her or whatever. Um. Yeah. His line, he's like, do I really need to keep worrying about new types now? He's just like so exact. He's so in the, in the dub, his line is, "Oh, is is Fa a new type? Is that why she got sent over? She's just a new type, I guess." Oh, okay, that's good. See, I mean, I I feel like for the sub, it's more read along the lines of like, "This is just like white base all over again." Damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then we cut to Shiroko, and he's just like watching, and he's not doing shit. Yeah, he's loving he's looking this right directly now. at it with his eyes. <laughs> He paid yeah. for the seat, and he will only need the edge. <laughs> um, Fa runs out of bullets immediately, just like Camille, and then gets her leg shot off, just like Camille. You know, ten episodes ago, it's totally fine. It's the it's the it's same happening thing again. <laughs> yeah, time time is a flat circle. Yeah, I think um like like uh, you know, and and we were talking about this in Discord earlier. How Zeta gets kind of confusing at this point, and it's like I feel like there's a lot many more cuts than there usually would be in a similar series where like you're getting so many perspectives at once because it's jumping back between between like uh J- jared and his kids and and fa and camille and, and argama and, and sirocco it's just like oh ha, ha. um yeah it's a lot everything like, we see, happens so everything much. happens so much we see moar who wants to go out and fight and sirocco you know going off of what you said colin where he's sirocco's just like he, he don't care he's yeah. just chilling yeah um sirocco says that like since he's fighting without being ordered to, he must be confident that he can do it alone. Like you wouldn't want to like damage that at all. Like you got to like sit back and watch him do this. <laughs> it's like Sirocco's clearly a scumbag, <laughs> but like he's on the opposite end of the scumbag spectrum from Beltorchka, where I love <laughs> Sirocco and I will forgive him and give him a kiss on the forehead every time he does something mean and rude. Yeah. I, his, his vibes suck and I like him. Like the thing that I noticed about this fight that was like so maybe different to other ones is just the music is really like symphonic this time. Okay, I think this is like the Camel Case, the theme of Zeta Gundam, like the the robot, not the show. Because I noticed okay. this too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's it's like new robot, new music. You know. Yeah. New robot, new music. Yeah. Wow. Cool music. Uh. God, let's see. Zeta Gundam get full orchestra. Thank you, Zeta. <laughs> it's um, good. But the yeah. And then the client kind of the kind of the kind of climax. Um, <laughs> we don't get clowns yeah, don't until like, like wing. Hmm? There's, there's clowns later on. There, don't worry about there's it. There's clowns in G Gundam. The the oh the yeah, you're right. You're best right. Best episode of G Gundam is the clown episode. I just remember that like heavy arms is a clown at some point. Yeah, yeah. Tro is a clown. Uh, he he yeah, he well, goes to circus. I, I think he, he I think all those clown. kids are clowns. Yeah. But um, you know. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Anyway, what's her face dies? Yeah. Yeah, oops. Oh, I didn't see this coming at yeah, all. Oops, she gets two owned. Uh. <laughs> she gets notably like shot just in the back by Camille. Yeah. Who just, boop, there she goes. Like, she dead. Yeah, we like, no, no, no two like questions about it. We see her cockpit like explode. She gets the cool like mm-hmm. internal flash thing. She gone. She dead. <laughs> yeah. 
F. Something something cooler than that, though, is this whole scene is really visually striking because Jared and the kids are like firing off flares as they're doing this. Yeah. So yeah. the whole the whole sort of battle is there's a shadow to it that you never get in space normally. It's like a really cool visual thing that like mm. it was just a nice little treat for me. Yeah. And it shows how much I care about Sidile's death that I immediately just like ignore that and just say, hey, it was pretty. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Max could have little of fireworks as a treat. <laughs> yeah, as a treat. Yeah, because like they're doing a lot of cool things like Jared's using like the flares to signal back to like, um. Uh, you know, their their home ship, but also like explicitly using them like and getting uh, uh, Sarah and and other pilot to like, you know, kind of like maneuver in a way where like the Argama is going to think that it's just him and one Maasai and not two. Right. Like, you know, it's it's some cool shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jared does like strategy. He does it. He's getting it doesn't better. work, but he does it. He just needs like bad vibe, positive reinforcement. Yeah. And all of a sudden his brain work. Good. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And what's what's uh, Shiroko here for, if not bad vibe, positive yeah. reinforcement? Uh, here's yeah. the thing. Sarah uh, opens her new type brain and feels all of these big badasses coming to kill her with, with uh, their mobile suits. Uh, and feels Nuh-uh. overwhelmed I'm getting and out of here. runs away. <laughs> good, good for her. Yeah. Good, good survival for her. instinct, Sarah. Don't stay and fight like an idiot and get killed in battle. Like, live to Thanks. see another day. Thanks. I know. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was talking to you. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and Sarah, the character, is good, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, like, yeah, from disengages, Jared, like, kind of trips. He's back to Shiroko, and he's like, Dad, I'm sorry. I fucked up. And Shiroko's like, mm, don't worry, honey. It's fine. You gathered some great data for us. You did... If you think of this as a data-gathering mission, you did a great job, honey. Yeah. Shiroko's like, why mm-hmm. do you think I let you get owned? Uh- <laughs> yeah. You liked it, didn't you? It was my plan to have you get owned the whole time, and it always will be. <laughs> hey, darling. He just he takes this so well too. It's like it's weird how different Jared is, like on a snap, you know. He's ready to get owned now. Um, yeah. Who knows? Uh, who knows if it's just like an overwhelming like uh force of will and psychic presence from someone who's been you know out past the uh past the asteroid belt to Jupiter. Who knows? That's where the that's where the really good soup is stored. <laughs> <laughs> that's what train that's what patrick monahan of train was singing about drops of jupiter is like the best space you can find uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. jupiter instead of you know we people think it's a gas giant but it's a soup giant yeah. it's super no the, the the great red spot is like the most beautiful tomato soup yeah yeah because we just pure campbell because we know that the lala <laughs> soup doesn't go past mars so who knows what kind of soup is out past there mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> the rings of saturn are croutons <laughs> the asteroid field you gotta go through past mars croutons mm, yummy um, um so. just you know it dro- drop just drops jupiter in my soup in my, in my double hair <laughs> um after the battle though we get to see the methus for the first time yeah. yo this thing is sick looking i love it i love it it's like bumblebee transformers but a little scarier like it's got like it's got the sort of big feet. It's got a very like wide stance. Like this mm-hmm. got it's got hips. It's got that thigh gap. It's got that thigh gap. <laughs> it's also got like a really cool like pointy thing extending up past its head, which I guess yeah. co- becomes a thing whenever oh, it transforms. I, I thought you were going to talk about the pointy thing extending from its from its zone. <laughs> 
Oh, is it got a bippus? It does have. Has uh, it got like it, a yeah. chili pepper? Sarah, it has potentially the most bippus. Yeah, it's it's got it's got so much bippus that I think that you could say that it's got like imagine if a skeleton just had a bippus attached to just like its pelvic bone because that's kind of what Boom! it feels like. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sarah, look okay. at chat, Sarah. I'm looking at a picture of it. I did not interpret that as a bippus. I just interpreted that as like a tummy because oh, it kind of I, mean, I, goes I up. don't either oh, yeah. because it, it it's to the point where it's just like. It, the way it curves around, yeah, but like, like it doesn't if you're looking attach. For it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like what if what if you had what if you had tummy and you had pecs and nothing in between them? Yeah, <laughs> like the 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 line of it kind of flows into it, even if there's no physical attachment. Yeah, I'm willing to concede that the methus is also a minion because it's yellow and blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. The thing the thing that yeah. I really love about the Methus is like if we're getting down to it, the Methus is incredibly ugly, but I have I I just love to look at it as opposed to the Ashimar, which I hate. Uh she <laughs> I think they're I think I think they can I think they can date. Yeah. Yeah. You know? They're both like brightly colored, yellowish things. Yeah. Um Methus turn into Dorito and Ashimar turn into Dorito. inner tube and then you just get to enjoy a nice snack in the pool. <laughs> while you're floating in the soup yeah. of Jupiter. While you're floating, all you need to do is just like dip your head and get a sip. <laughs> you, you bring a really big straw and just kind of drop it, drip it off to the side. Slurp. Um, oh, love that noise. The um, the last shot, the last scene of the episode. Um, Emma's like chewing fall out in the hangar right now. Yeah, she does hit her. It's just I. Uh, Whatever. At I mean, this point, what like, else why, is going to happen? Even, why even like, bother talking about it? It happens so much. Yeah. Uh, Camille thinks it's his fault that this is all happening, though. It kind of is a bit. It kind of is. Like it is. She did do this because they had an argument, sort of. Yeah. But then Bright comes in, and Bright's like, "Hey, it's like this is this is my responsibility. I gave Fa permission to sortie. Like, mm-hmm. don't give her a hard time about it, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like the good cop parent. Yeah. Um. And then, but then Fa's like, you know, oh yeah, you know, like I, I, you know, I got overwhelmed by the battle, but like, you know, humans are emotional animals and Emma slaps her again and says, at war, you can't sink a battleship with your temporary emotions alone, which like, thank God somebody is finally here to tell these, these kids this thing that you can't just get mad. (laughs) I mean, Emma says that, but I feel like if your brain is big enough, I think Sirocco might be able to actually do that. Yeah, I I think he could. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think she might be wrong with this one. <laughs> Sorry, Emma, take the L. I, you yeah. know, y'all say she that. She should be right. And I don't want to say that you're wrong, but I think less people would die if pe- if, if they didn't. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know. I still have a couple more series to get through. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see In happens. an ideal world, she would be right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, also, Rekua, like, comes over and kind of just, like, elbows Camille and is like, hey, hey how you doing, buddy? Yeah. Um, like and she tells that. him to go comfort far. far. Um, and then she kind of goes and like flirts with Emma a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I got flirting vibes here. It definitely, oh man. Uh, you know, it it definitely feels like uh, you know, going and flirting with your friend who you don't really like have any intention of dating, but also like you're flirting with her because you know you're about to give her a present that she doesn't want from a guy that won't like leave her alone, and you think uh-huh. it'll be more awkward if you flirt with her beforehand. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, the episode ends with, she sort of presents the Henkel president and everyone just kind of looks at it really like, what, what is this? Why? 
Why is there a present here? What the yeah. fuck is going on? She has no idea what to do with this. Everybody is literally like, I am not looking at it. I do not see it. <laughs> yeah. And the episode just like ends on that confusion. It's great. It's funny. Yeah. Everyone's um, like, Hengel, what the fuck? Yeah. Stop this. Ass. Mood. Um, next up. Moon attack. Yeah. We're you know, on the moon. <laughs> is it is it Granada or is it just like another moon city? It's uh, it's, it's VB. Yeah, it's Von. Von well, no, Braun. that's I thought. Okay, I didn't know if this is also Von Braun. I, I think I, I took the notes. Oh, I think oh. I took the notes before I like realized how big Von Braun was. I didn't know. No, 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 you know. no. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, Max. They're they're in Granada because like as we see. Ah. You know, as like quats, the uh, quats, <laughs> quats, quattro uh, uh, and cats are they're hanging out. Um, they're they're getting ready to go out on the, on the radish to meet up with the argama to do a delivery. Uh, they head to the bridge and w- and Wong's on the phone with Hankin, and uh, mm-hmm. Hankin hands it off to Quattro. and they have this conversation about how like Wong's mad that they're leaving, like things have changed. Quattro is supposed to be Blex's bodyguard. <laughs> You know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and and Quattro is like, oh yeah, if we don't if we don't do this, you know, we know that the, the Titans are coming uh, to a, to attack us. You know, we have we have to go like you know meet them in battle first, da da da, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it turns out to just be a fake phone call because Quattro tells Hankin to leak it to the Titans. Um, mm. Because yeah. yeah, they're they are explicitly trying to get the the Titans to attack Granada, where they have some forces still. Um, mm-hmm. instead of uh going after Von Braun, which they know is like their their ultimate goal, right? Yeah, like at if- first in this conversation, I was like, oh wow, it's kind of interesting how Quattro is starting to argue with Wang, almost as if Quattro were to be some kind of like veteranly experienced like battle commander. But actually, it was a trick all along. It was fake. It yeah. wasn't real. He's not. Well, well, no, He's that's not. it's it's Quattro's trick. It was a plan by Quattro the whole time to have this conversation with Wong so they can try and trick the Titans because he's he's big brain uh, tactician man. <laughs> yeah, Quattro's yeah. trick. Yeah, Quattro's trick. I also want to shout out Cats for having a cool like green uh, spacesuit. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's his green. normal suit looks looks cool. It's, it's it's a nice pleasing color. Yeah. I wish literally anyone else in the show was color coded. God, please, <laughs> I am begging you. One day. Uh, so we cut to the Argama. Camille is just cleaning his room. <laughs> yeah. And like, He's it's sleeping. it's such a funny scene. He's carrying his entire mattress out in the hall. And Emma is like walking by. And he's like, bro, what are you doing right now? Yeah. Emma, I am cleaning my room. I need to clean my room. I just need to kind of clean, cleanse my space. Just get, you know, the, the automatic cleaners never get the corners. I just got to get everything nice and pristine. I help me carry my mattress back inside and get hit in the face with my underwear, which is hanging in my room. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're also missing the very, very bet, like just horrifying line of like, if I die, I don't want anybody else to have to clean it. <laughs> right. Uh, so, like, yeah. Are, are y'all the kind of people who like clean your room to like feel better? And like, when you, let me, let me rephrase that. Like, when, when my mind is clouded with, like, feeling bad juice, I clean my room and I feel a lot better afterwards. Is that the same for y'all? Absolutely not. No, I never clean my room and my mind is always full of feeling bad juice because I never clean my room. And I know that if I just cleaned my room, it wouldn't be there. But I look at my room and I'm like, there's just too much shit on the floor. I'm not going to do this. And then I just leave it and don't clean it. Well, okay, I, but Camille's doing better con- than I am. I guess- have you considered that if you die, someone will have to clean your room for you? <laughs> I, I do kind of feel what you're saying though max because like kind of mm-hmm. i i do feel the same way about dishes and yard work 
Mm, okay. <laughs> that I like I just I don't know. I think cleaning like anything, like cleaning any space that I inhabit is like a form of therapy, which is like, dang, I did something and and things are better afterwards. It's like, I get it. I I get it. It very much feels like Camille's trying to distract himself from like the whole like that Fa currently hates him and that, you know, his his GF got killed and it's like. Maybe if I clean, I can forget about it yeah. for like a few blissful minutes. This is an ex- this is a really good example of like a good coping mechanism. Whereas an yeah. example of a bad coping mechanism would be, say, destroying Hong Kong. So this is good. <laughs> this is I'm glad he's doing this. Okay, so destroying Hong Kong is a bad coping mechanism, but I thought we established it is good therapy. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. They can be both. <laughs> And we we know that Camille needs therapy eh? because he says, yeah, what if I died cleaning room, blah, blah, blah. He also says to Emma that he can't stop thinking about the pilots who have died at my hand. Emma replies asking, do you pray for them? And Camille <laughs> says, like, yes, but in my uh, own way. Yeah, because he's like, he says he's not religious and Emma's like, religion is irre- irrelevant for those who have passed away, which... Uh, I think okay. I don't know. I don't know about that one, Chief. I, I feel like that's very, that's a very Japanese thing, though. Um, be, okay, be, yeah. yeah, because like the way that like funerary practices kind of like exist in Japan is there there are religious attachments to them, but like not in the same way that we kind of think about them. Like, uh, and and I, you know, uh, white person American voice. Um, I I I can only speak to so much about this. Uh, but mm-hmm. like the like funerary practices in Japan are usually like a part of like either like Shinto or or Buddhist practices, whereas like and those can be kind of like more low key daily life kind of things. Uh, they aren't necessarily a part of like high key dogmatic religion, like the way we kind kind of like think about it. Mm. That's all for now. From the Colin Facts Zone. The Colin Fact Zone. Oh, you had to know it was coming. Um, my okay with that it was because they don't mention religion at all in the dub. Hmm. Oh. Like, she says the word pray, uh, but, like, religion isn't mentioned. It's just, like, I think she does say, like, what good is that going to do for them? She, like, she says something, but religion is not mentioned. Just like four kids. Just like four kids. <laughs> um... And then, like, they sort of move on from that because Emma, like, goes off to the bridge or whatever. And, like, <laughs> Camille throws a VHS tape to Emma. Yeah. And he's like, yo, give that to Torres, yeah. please. Yeah, here, look at the, the, give this to Torres. Don't open it up. I can't let you know that I am giving him uh, the the newest Blu-ray of Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, just big fan stupid, of the, the, the Hong team. Kong porn arc. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in Zeta Gundam. The way that this happens, though, is like when he he runs out his room to go give this tape, like bumps into Fat, blanks her completely. Then after mm. he gives the tape, like Fat like does the same thing by like pushing past Camille, ignoring him completely in order to go talk to Emma. And then they just kind of look at each other awkwardly, and it's just this very sort of passive aggressive teen competitive thing. Fat and Camille are not hold as held. Yeah, no, they are not. No, they are, no, they're no. not. No holding. So did you know that Von Braun City was built around Neil Armstrong's footprint? Yeah. That was kind of a cool yeah. thing. I like like that's a that's a neat little bit of world building. You think the footprint's there? Probably, right? Yeah, it's gotta be a, like a they've probably like put a little plaque around it and <laughs> it's in like the town square and you can buy casts of it. 
you know, tourist stuff. Yeah. What what that nasty foot do? What like yeah, it's a it's a foot city. <laughs> it's all about it's all foot themed. <gasps> Oh, God. Yeah, I guess uh, they they like to really talk about how like von Braun is like the key to holding and controlling space, and like the whole thing with that is like von Braun's on the light side of the moon, Granada's on the dark side of the moon, so that like you know, uh, uh, von Braun has like a better position if you're you're trying to like both supply and and maneuver in space, and like with the the like a lot of the the immediate infrastructure and like shipbuilding for the Federation is in that that long range point between the moon and the Earth, so it's just kind of like it's it's the place to be, it's the zone. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a the- nice holiday destination. <laughs> yeah. Nice holiday destination that's going to see a bit of action yeah. in a hot minute. Um, uh, well, there's one yeah. important thing. I feel like we've been making, I think we've been mistaken about something. Um, oh, it oh. Turns out we've that, never been wrong before, well, but go off. Uh, Von Braun City isn't on the moon, actually. Wait, what? what? It's on the moon. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch this, because I actually watched these episodes not twice, but like I watched this part twice because I was like, "What the fuck happened in these?" Yeah. And <laughs> it was only the second time that I noticed that when uh, Shiroko is like planning his attack, the little diagram behind him says "moom," <laughs> "moom," 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 <laughs> "moom." Ain't that that hippo dude? <laughs> oh god. Um. I, I think one last fun thing before the fight actually starts. Camille um, is on like he's on the bridge and he's like, "Huh, it's kind of weird that so many women are fighting in a war." <laughs> it's like, get over it, homie. Yeah, future, the future is now, old yeah. man. Uh, I have it written down here. Uh, it's unusual there are so many women on the fr- on the front lines. Camille says misogynistically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because like, like, cause, like uh, Camille says that like because he's in the um uh he's in the hangar and he sees that somebody's like teaching Fa and he's like he can't believe that like Emma's actually teaching Fa to pilot, and then turns out it's right. Rekua teaching Fa because Emma comes up to give him shit about stuff. <laughs> yeah, like damn. Um, but uh, this is when the fight starts. Yeah. Uh, Operation Apollo begins, and Jamaican is like, he is like being very weird, maniacally plotting right now. Yeah. It's because like it it's seems like Sirocco is like doing this big push to be on the front line to like take Von Braun City, but Jamaican is also like planning on using him as basically like a human shield for like the rest of the Titans. Uh, so yeah, I guess we're we're about to it, you know it's not happy in the Titans' home currently i guess yeah <laughs> a house divided yeah. uh but as they're sorting the mobile suits in out of the um out of the argama and radish cats wants really badly to fight he's like making a whole fuss and fa uses his commotion to like get into the methus and like pilot it out yeah. and th- this battle is like a lot to take in visually <laughs> it, it's it's because it's like basically every single pilot that we know of is in this fight right now <laughs> I'm just realizing we didn't introduce ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not we're not going to start now. Yeah, it's fine. I'm just, you know. They they know who we are. They're not going to tune into the 8th episode of the yeah, show and you be know. like, I don't know who the hell these freaks are. <laughs> hey, what if we introduced ourselves like before the 3rd episode? Okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's yeah. do that between Okay. The um so I like to see the Zeta Gundam's like abilities. It can kind of like throw its shield. It has like grenade launchers in its wrists. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, it's just like I like that it can just do a lot of like cool stuff. Yeah, I can't remember if it's 
this fight or like in the next episode that we see that it has like a um it's got like a beam bayonet in the rifle too like i love that that's the next one i think (gasps) i didn't even notice that i've never noticed a single thing about the zeta gundam (laughs) um i still don't know if it's a plane or a guy it's so confusing it's funny to me that like you have you seemingly have robot blindness sarah (laughs) listen i i watch this show and i say wow cool transhumanism robots wear Okay, see, I just, I mean, you know you know what I like about the show, it's in the yeah. title. Yeah, you you did invite <laughs> me on this podcast, and maybe I should have said, no, I, I don't know what robots are. Uh, too um, late now. To, to Sarah's credit, like, every other, like, you know, when the Gapflay showed up, or uh, when the Masala showed up, or when the Kaplant showed up for the first time, like, any, any of those mobile suits, we got some really, like, clean, clear shots. Or just That's what they fair. are, what they do when they transform. It's a big deal. And like, I don't know if it's because of just like, you know, they're they're saving these big moments for the Zeta for like when it's like really plot important for Camille. Or if it's just the fact that like the the plot that like the Zeta immediately like got thrust into is just like we don't have time. You get one mm-hmm. like really short transformation sequence other than that, it's fucking. It's the we're back to that big Granada battle, or we're back to the the battle at Jabiro, and just shit's just everywhere right now. We do not have time yeah. for this. <laughs> I'm the Zeta Gundam. I'm crazy. Look at this. Look at that. Zeta Gundam is fucking twisted. It twists itself into a plane. <laughs> what if it was? Gre- <laughs> uh, Camille has to say "fa" in the battle. It's uh, cyclical. You see. <laughs> I just it like you know "fa" is again doing that mobile suit new mobile suit pilot thing where she's like oh i was doing fine until you saved me which you know camille did that i'm ready that everyone's everyone we've all been there you know when we learn to pilot mobile suits uh you know you hit puberty you think you're supposed to know what you you don't know that you it's okay for you to not know what your body does yeah and Mm -hmm. and you know we've all been there yeah Um, exactly and and to be honest like you know camille's immediately like hey like we're in a battle right now because like it Honestly, like, it was, they had a pretty good combo going. Like, Fa, like, was handling that person well enough for them to be so distracted that, like, Camille could just pop in, kill him, and they could both run off. Like, you know, that's, that's yeah. a good strategy. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, it seems like, it seems like the Methos is, like, a very, very, like, fast and agile suit. Yeah. Um, so, at this point, we sort of see Sirocco's trick now, <laughs> because Jamaican's plan was sort of, like, use him as a shield and, like, draw the fire, but now Sirocco's like, okay, Jared... I'm sending you out to take over Von Braun City. Indep- like, you're going to do it independently. Jamaican's, like, all tied up with Aug now. So now I'm actually the one who's going to use him as a shield. And I'm just going to dive in and just, like, plant my little flag on the map. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Good for we, him. You know, cause... My city and I. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, uh, you know, um, Jared goes out, owns a shit ton of GM2s. And then Quattro and Camille immediately move in to start fighting him and, uh, you know, Sarah and stuff. And, like, Moar's, like, ready to take off. And I was like, hey, listen, do you want me to go, like, support Jared? And Soraka's like, no, he's an idiot. We're taking the city now. Uh- <laughs> yeah. And then, like, when he when he sort of reveals this is, like, the nastiest, most putrid wave of vibes rockets over the moon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like... I was, again, very disoriented as to what the hap was fucking here, but just, like, um, Camille gets a weird, like, sideways new type flash. Yeah. The colors Jojo invert, and he's like, oh, man, I feel really sick right now. It's, and, like, yeah. like, everyone feels the bad vibes. Uh, Sirocco takes off his Rock Lee training weights and fills the entire moon with Dracula energy is what happens. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's it's like a mental brown note. Yeah. Um also like Jamaican's like sub captain who I don't think ever appears again does get a really good line of two dogs fight for a bone and a third runs away with it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like yeah. that. That's, okay. that's one of Aesop's fables, I think. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah. Um yeah, and like every like the, the sort of the, the, the fight going on here is between like Quattro and Camille and Jared and Moa. They're all sort of in this sort of four-way fight, just keeping each other busy, really. There's a cool thing where, like, the Hyakushiki sort of face-plants Jared and stuff. Uh, Jared's sick. Is this when Jared's visor gets smashed? Yeah. yeah. Like, over one eye? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, I just think it's cool. Yeah. Um, it is yeah, cool. Yeah, fucking Quattro, like, the Hyakushiki's, like, arm gets shot off when Moa tries to save uh, Jared from him, like... You know, uh, then she, like, grabs onto the back of him, and they're, like, tumbling down the side of this this crater, and, like, the Hyakushiki just, like, pops its wings off so it can escape. This is such a, yeah. like, a chaotic, weird, good fight. <laughs> yeah. It does, then, like, lizard tail dropping. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> it's, like, rattling in the background. And then Camille is the one to save Quattro for once. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Time is a flat circle. Yeah. Um, but the sort of the battle ends that they sort of they have to retreat. The Titans end up taking uh, Van Bruyn City and they sort of hold it hostage. They're like, hey, if you don't stop attacking, we're going to kill everyone in the city. Hey, you. And, you know, bright orders hey, a retreat you. because it's, you know, the uh, like it's really important to have this city like functioning. We can't just like have it be blown up and like, you know, yeah. Yeah. They say that whoever controls Von Braun City controls outer space. Hmm. I mean, I jumped it like that was a line from the end of the episode, but it's like kind of relevant to say now, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's that important, yeah. and also like you know, uh, something, something. Civilians live there. Maybe don't have a battle yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly, <laughs> I'm that sure won't no happen. one will have a battle in it later. Certainly, I'm sure not. people won't have a battle inside the city. Yeah, certainly not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> we see Jared being taken away in an ambulance with like his in, like entire head and body wrapped up, and like Moar like runs up to tell Owned. him that he's been uh he's been betrayed by Sirocco and Jared is simping so hard for Sirocco that he oh says like God. it's okay he only would have used me as a decoy to sacrifice me if he thought I had any skill to begin with so I'm fine with it <laughs> it's just like actually I like being owned yeah it's my choice it's my this thing isn't this isn't, this isn't blood this is moonwine uh, Jared is <laughs> confirmed sub uh <laughs> yeah yeah with that hair come on yeah. The other simping that happens a bit here is that um, the forehead man, who's, I think, Jamaican? Yeah. Is that his name? J- Jamaican yeah. with a little yeah. mustache. Yeah. Like, he comes in and, like, slaps Shiroko and is like, what the fuck are you doing? Just, like, kind of taking Moon City. That could have fucked up. And, like, Sirocho kind of, like, sort of simps to him. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. And then he leaves. He's like, I fucking hate doing this. I should be in charge here. Fuck this shit. So I, like I don't know I got a different kind of feel of it because like the way that it that it happens mm. like yeah like uh, uh, Sirocco gets like the basically like the glory and the credit for taking Von Braun but like in this little thing it seems like he does another little trick and basically like convinces Jamaican to be the one responsible for holding Von Braun and like administering it. Which makes sense because yeah. now, like, fucking Sirocco gets to fuck off and go do space Dracula shit. It doesn't have to worry about defending it against Auk anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. That was my read on it too, where he did it to, like, sort of ingratiate himself towards Jamaican. Because I'm sure that, like, if he didn't, Jamaican's so mad at him because he dove ahead in the battle, took all the credit, won, won the won the city. Yeah. And now he's like, like, I don't feel cut out for this. Like, but you, you definitely could do this. <laughs> so it's like, you know, 
to 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 make him you know what ingratiate himself towards Jamaican. It's like which leaves him free to like just like continue to wreak havoc across the solar system. Yeah. I guess yeah. good for him. Um, you yeah, get sometimes there? you butter up your superiors. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we get another uh, another fossing. Yeah. Well, yeah. so kind of, kind of a fall one this uh, week. Real quick, uh, Torres huh. does radio to Camille as he lands, saying, "Thank you yeah. for the porn." Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor dude, I got my nut off so good. Uh, you know, I I know what you mean, Colin. Whenever you say that the Hong Kong arc looms large in your mind, because I just think about this all the time. <laughs> do you think that? Do you remember that one Mem question when you nut in space and push you backwards? Do you think they just finished Zeta Gundam when they sent that one in? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Do, do y'all know that there is actually a husband and wife astronaut team? Um, they got sent to the uh, um, and like they're they're totally like they're 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 like leading scientists in their own field, but they did like when they both agreed to go up to the International Space Station for like a stint. Like some of their experiments was they had to figure out how you have sex in space. Hell yeah! <laughs> that's what Sir, that's what Sirocco's grand plan is. That's what his mission is. He's trying to figure that out himself. Yeah, no one's ever been able to fuck in space so far in Gundam. That's what they haven't been telling us. <laughs> That's the secret sub. Well, it's it's every time anybody tries to fuck it on the Argama, like Quattro just turns the gravity up on the wheels like really high, and no one could actually get up off the floor. <laughs> it's Quattro, like if you're gonna so, do so, it, then you gotta earn it. <laughs> Quattro has made it so he's the only one who's shredded enough to fuck on the Argama. Yeah, it's why there's so much fucking like uh, 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 sexual tension on the Argama at all times. Because <laughs> no one could fuck. No one can. No one can push backwards. Um. Um. So, so speaking of sexual tension, sort of, I guess. No, what? that's not the energy I want to go into no. the scene with. Oh, Segway redacted. So, uh, Fa's having a bad time because she yeah. just she went through her first big major battle and is having a bad time and. Camille comes up to her to say that, like, hey, you know, are you okay? You did good out there. And she's like, don't be nice to me. Don't tell me I did a good job because I know I did not. I did bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's on, like, you know, step five of the new mobile suit character arc journey. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, this is the scene where, like, the sort of the rest of the like, the, the girls yeah. um, come in and, like, they all kind of, everyone just kind of, like, sort of gets it because they've been there and they'll talk to her and help her and it's just nice yeah yeah it's just it's a cute little scene to end it on it's like because they and yeah like they 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 do point out like hey like you know you you did good like you like fucking uh appley was just telling me like hey he's really proud of you because you brought the methods back and it's not damaged like you know uh which just makes the like uh we're gonna get into it more in the next episode but like the way in which this show is so fraught about Froz or Froz, uh, Foz piloting ability just really upsets me because like it'll have scenes like this where it's like people are like really pointing out, hey, yeah, you're a fine pilot, you're doing good, and then it'll have like scenes where everybody just yells at her that she isn't a good pilot, she should never pilot, she shouldn't get in a mobile suit, and she sucks balls, and I just like I oh Zeta and women ain't Ugh. great. And no, it's not very arbitrary about it too. 
You'd think that if you like your our mobile our, our mobile suit pilots are kind of like seventy percent women at this point. You'd think they'd at least get like one right. You'd think maybe maybe it's like a monkeys and yeah. typewriters thing, right? You just need enough women in mobile suits, and eventually it'll it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, we'll get one yeah, eventually. Yeah, we'll get one. Uh, but next shall episode, we move on? <laughs> Shark's counterattack. <laughs> I was about to say, whose counterattack is it anyways? Uh, where the war's made up and the, ide- the ideologies don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the, we get it. We get the, we get Careless Whisper oh, now. yeah. Yeah. It's got such a good, like. <laughs> yeah, it's got, like, such a good Calypso feel to it. Like, it, it mm. it's a bop. I still, I do prefer the one before, but this one is good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm and on the same page. I think it's sort of like it's weird because it's like the OP visuals. They're like the sort of the the evolution of the last visuals, where they show kind of if the first OP showed like Camille walking past the top half of the Earth, now this one is showing Camille walking past the bottom half of the Earth, yeah. and we see like instead of just seeing Quattro taking off his sunglasses, he takes off his sunglasses and then he does like a sneaky do do pose, and I went poggers at that. Oh yeah, like, and- <laughs> oh man, that fucking that the 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 weight of mm. that glance is so good. Mm. I he's looking he's looking at something. Can't wait to find out yeah. what it's. Yeah, because like they don't like. I think the thing that's wild about the animation in this OP is, like, it still pretty much has the same structure as the last OP. And, like, that's it's so cool the way that they just, like, they change little things to, like, reflect how the show has changed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Four is here. She's sparkling. Her hair looks different. Yeah, she's got a new coat. Her hair's, like, more purplish. Yeah, it's, like, it's cool. She's in the soup now. Now she's, like, she and Lala are, like, in the same hot tub. Yeah. Oh god. She's full. That is oh ooh. I would what I would give for like a gag show that's just like four and Lala hanging out in space together. In like the new Two type new afterlife. Type swimming in the soup. Yeah. Like five oh. light years apart because they're not they're both They're possibly, dead. They're both straight. <laughs> they're both dead. <laughs> um Oh man. Like I'm sure there's four coma comics of that or something. Oh, I bet, I bet. <laughs> Yeah. Also, I did I did note that kind of at the end part of this OP, we do just literally see the souls of everyone on Earth extend into space and turn into glitter. I'm sure it's nothing. Yeah, probably is is just meaningless ideology. Yeah, oh. it just looks pretty. That's why they did it. Oh, Sarah, you mean the part where all of the pilots in in their respective suits uh, fly across the horizon of Earth and then explode into a bunch of glitter? Yeah. Who knows what that's going to mean? Um. Yeah. I'm not looking at it. <laughs> I've never seen it. Um. What I am looking at, yeah, is the continent of Africa. Yeah, um, they're they're in a city in somewhere in like northwest Africa. It I appears. think they the hotel is they the hotel they go to later is the Dakar Hotel. It's yes. So, they, okay. This oh, is, okay. Dakar. Uh, this is the city of Dakar, which is the okay, it's yeah, the yeah. capital of the Federation Legislature. Uh, this okay. this is a, okay. a fairly important location in Gundam that we will revisit a few more times. Um, but yeah, essentially, like, uh, um, I forget the exact, like, in-canon politics of it, uh, but it's kind of like, it's, it's equatorial, um, I want to say it's, it's more on, like, the, the West African coast on, like, the, the, the Saharan area of, of the African coast. It's not, it's not real world Dakar? Oh, wait, yeah, maybe it is real world Dakar. I don't know. I'm Googling where Dakar is. I don't know where real world Dakar is. Dakar is the capital of Senegal in Africa. Oh, okay, then yeah. yeah. All right, cool. It's, Dakar yeah, it's is Dakar, Senegal. the most 
it's like the most westest, literally the most westest point in Africa. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like it's on the very like kind of nipple of the Rhine bit. Yeah. It's on the nippy nip. Um. But Quattro and Blex are here. Yeah. They had head to Earth. Uh. Because it's the legislature. Quattro looking like a snack right oh, now. Oh, he's back in that. Um. Oh well. Oh, we do. We we we've skipped over a very important thing that we all hate to see, and that's where where first we're on the Argama, and we're well, like learning that Quattro and Blex have Why left for have out? left the moon. Why didn't you know? You didn't have to mention. You <laughs> Sarah? I just thought it wasn't going to mention. I was going to skip over it, past, but keep going. Keep okay, going, keep going. Don't, but don't we, I just want to point out we do. You know, we get a little information of just like people are surprised that Quattro and Blexer are heading to Earth despite Aug just losing the moon. Um, and we get it's the important. most disgusting thing of Henkin not being able to look away from Emma and like having to get stared down by people to go back to whatever work that he's doing. And I don't like it. I do not. Yeah, like I don't to care for it. this guy at all. <laughs> Oof. But yeah, Quattro and Black's like check into their hotel. Quattro's wearing the Sherlock coat and the cool uh, suit, yeah. the cool shirt that you can go to gumroad.com forward slash ceramic costumes in order to obtain a pattern of and make your own version of it. Yes. Um, 2021, we are well, all Quattro. <laughs> exactly, year of Quattro. Um, but as well as them being there, there's just Titan people in the hotel. Yeah. Um, fucking, yeah. they, they see Hyman there. He's like, you know, uh, they, they see head bitch in charge of the, of the Titans. <laughs> Hyman bitch in charge. Hyman bitch in charge. Yeah. Yeah. I think we cut away, uh, back to space, uh, and Cass commits an unforgivable sin. <gasps> I can't, ugh. I was shocked. This, I thought it was bad enough whenever Fraubo kicked Haro in W79. But she only did a little kick. This kid fucking boots this little robot. You, he like Cristiano Ronaldo's you, Haro away. You have to remember, you know, Katz grew up on the white base. Um, he had a lot of bad influences of seeing Bright beat Amaro there. It's all that he knows. Uh, somebody needs to intercede. But as we as we also know, Haro is invulnerable to all physical damage, though. So, I mean, but like, even so, <laughs> if like... If I knew my car couldn't be destroyed, I wouldn't still be like running it into walls. I have respect for it. I know, wouldn't and that's you? That's not know? even like a person. Well, okay. Yeah, you do get more it's, points it's when just... you like skid against other cars in Crazy Taxi. So like, you know. Yeah, you got you got you got to like trading paint. Yeah, actually, yeah, like you know, I think Harrow might have like a little function wherever you can program him, and then you can all take turns seeing who can oh, kick him the hardest. Yeah, yeah, and and okay. Katz is just really good at that. Haro is just a really big snitch. <laughs> <laughs> but but like but like in the bad harry potter way not in the even worse kind of snitch yeah, way. yeah 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 it's it's bad no matter how you cut <laughs> it. it's bad yeah she called it the snitch because she fucking sucks <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. okay we yeah. can't we can't we can't i don't but... wanna what i want to talk about is just is how camille Camille do espionage? Yeah. He gonna do sneaky sneak mission. The, the thing that I love about Camille's espionage outfit is he just, there's, he like thinks back to um, uh, Quattro going to the McNaldo's and finds his own peacoat to wear. And he's just, he looks like a little Quattro. <laughs> yeah. He, Sometimes he just need a nice little coat. Yeah. And a nice little scarf. Yeah. He, he gets into this like sort of car and 
somehow Katz was able to like sneak aboard yeah. it, even though I guess no one pays attention. Yeah, well, because it's it's some fucking uh, just some like low level like dudes loading this like this like regular car into this moon car, and like Katz runs up and is like, "Oh, let me give you a hand with that," and then I guess they don't notice that he just like fucking mm, gets in the car or whatever. There. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Camille drives off, and and Bright is like, "I wasn't cuts here a second ago. Yeah. Ah, I'm sure it's uh, nothing." You know, we are, we are. We are. Let's not forget. Uh, they do prep Camille on his um on on his uh, uh his fake name on his uh his persona while he's on the moon. <laughs> Camille is now what was simply his name? Shree Climb. <laughs> he's Sh- Wait, Shree what? Climb. He's yeah. Would he have a different name for you? I think it was different. Yeah. Uh, in in what, the sub, like, he is, are you saying li, li, t- tree climb? No, tree climb. He's eighteen okay. and he's a freshman at Von Braun University. <laughs> he's a freshman at Moom U. <laughs> I think it may have also been tree climb. I just heard the word tree climb. <laughs> I'm smiling, climb shreely. Yeah. I'm climbing shreely. <laughs> um, yeah, he's at uni. They say go and look like a tourist. Yeah. Um, Go Rockets! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he drives off over the moon on the moon road, yeah. um, and then we cut back again to Blex and Quattro. They they were at the like UN meeting thingy with the Federation, and they're just talking about how they're really mad uh, up at the Federation for just like they're dismissing space, and they think that you know we should just take all the execs and move them into space. <laughs> What if we just fired all politicians into into the sun? Uh. <laughs> all politicians should be fired <laughs> into space. Yeah, into space. Yeah, uh, and they're they, they're like, yeah, it's probably nothing that Africa's turning into a desert. It's probably nothing that the Earth is dying. It's fine. Yeah, Ugh. it sucks. Um, great. I'm oh I was wondering who the fuck is Blex who gets invited to the UN meetings. Um, is this I ever guess- brought up? I think because he's a ambassador for Ayug and Ayug is like notable enough that they would invite them to it. Is Ayug not like a paramilitary organization? Like the fucking UVF doesn't like, get invited a- to the Stormont Parliament. Certainly, like illegal. I am uh, looking up Blex's info. Like, let me tell you, paramilitaries don't get involved in government. Oh, so uh, um, he is a he is a formerly high ranking officer in the Earth Federation forces, uh, who had okay. who had existing political and business connections, which he then used to organize uh, his like his uh, cell of AUG. So he's there, okay, and like right. no one there knows he's from AUG. They probably suspect it. Like it's it's but like yeah. he's not there on an official AUG capacity. Um, I would assume he is like. Uh, well, hmm, I guess that's complicated, uh, because, like, anything that he's- Well, yeah. I mean, Jerry Adams is in Parliament, and we all know that he wasn't in the IRA, so I'm assuming it's kind of a similar situation. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's probably exactly it. Like, every- okay. yeah, everybody knows that Blex is, like, a left-leaning politician who's here for, like, space-noid rights and, like, you know, um, uh, 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 climate action and that kind of stuff. And there are definitely titans who are trying to kill him, which is why that he has to have yeah, Quattro was, as a bodyguard. But right, yeah. like I was gonna say, someone definitely knows he's an Ayug. At least one person here yeah. does know yeah. that. But he is also a member of the House of Lords or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after this, we uh, we cut over. We see um, 
Sirocco is finally leaving Von Braun City. Yeah. But he's like, Moar and Jared, you have to go stay with Jamaican because, I don't know, he's no longer responsible for them. He's going about yeah. to do, like, space crimes. Yeah. But, yeah, he just kind of leaves them. Yeah, but then Jamaican's like, no, I'm not going to let you become pilots on the Alexandria right now. Treat it like a vacation. Like, just go fuck off and do some shopping or whatever. <laughs> yeah, kids, just just go do some retail therapy. The next scene is so funny. <laughs> but also, <laughs> the scene before... When we mm. saw we saw Camille like driving through uh, VB and like the, the city has <laughs> windows on the top. You can't just keep calling it VB. It's giving me. It's you can't call it VB. It's a very real thing. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Are you experiencing botherations, Gollum? Well, yeah. Well, I guess it does make sense because um, Von Braun is the key to controlling space and uh, like a huge like point of infrastructure for the Federation. And also, uh, Hampton Roads has the world's largest naval base uh, and shipyard. So, hey, you know, yeah, v- v- the tallest crane in the Western Hemisphere. Huh. Cool. Um, but yeah, that we see that uh, VB City has has big windows in the roof, and it's really cool. It's cool. It's I'm like, sure they won't come you... up again. <laughs> no, it's probably yeah. not. Um, Colin, please detail this next scene for us. Uh, so, it's so good. <laughs> so, like, Jared and Moore get kicked out and told to go do retail therapy. And what is the first thing that could possibly happen? Jared sees Camille, and you're like, oh no. And Camille gets approached by a guard who's like, you're a civilian, you can't be here. And you're like, oh no, what the fuck is going to happen? And so Jared walks up and says, oh, don't worry, this is my cousin. He's obsessed with battleships. Please ignore him. And Camille just runs away. <laughs> it's so good. Jared's like, Camille, shit. It's, it is so funny to me. Where like, Jared is immediately on yeah. it. It's just, oh my god, Jared is such a good character. This this him. shows how much Jared has matured as a person and how Camille is as matured as a person that they did not meet eyes and immediately start to wrestle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Jared just like straight tackles him in the park. It's yeah. so good. Oh yeah, uh, they, yeah. He's yeah. just like I I don't <laughs> want this Federation like officer to arrest my obsessive rival so i'm gonna go and pretend he's my cousin so that i can then do it later good shit yeah, yeah. love yeah, it yeah. Um, it's okay when i do it uh camille does drop his <laughs> inhaler and moar picks it up and pulls all of the inhaler tape out of it uh <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and just like jared and moa like kind of corner him behind some bushes in the park and sort of beat him up a bit yeah uh, um, fucking Moar is like, where in his small body does he store all of that strength? <laughs> I know, it's yeah. so good. And we get like, after that, we get this like deranged line where Moar is like, he's just baby. And Jared's like, no, this he's killed like two people at least. Yeah. And he, He's killed and, two named characters in this show. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he's like, is this like a new type powers? And, and, and then like, Jared's like, are you suggesting that Lila and Kakarkon were killed by some common child? And then Camille's like, you're always coming back to that point. <laughs> yeah, dog! You killed them! It's not okay! Yeah. Well, the thing is, Camille is still claiming to not be a new type. Yeah. I am not a new type, I am simply Shri Climb. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> I'm baby. Camille's not a new type. Jared's not owned. You know, we all see the truth. Yeah. No no one's nothing. Uh, here's the important thing is Kotz comes out of the bushes with fucking Amaro's gun and is like, no, like, leave him alone. I'm turning the tables on you. 
is is Chekhov's is literally Chekhov's yeah. gun. <laughs> He's getting better at using it. Like this this time, it's sort of it works for like five minutes. He actually like holds someone up for a bit yeah. before sort of getting it kicked out of his face, so they have to run away. Yeah. Well, it's because like he he sticks them up, and uh, Moar puts her gun down. Camille picks up Moar's gun, and then Jared spin kicks Amuro's gun out of uh, Katz's hand. Katz and Camille run away. Jared picks up Amuro's gun, and then Camille gives Moar's gun to Katz. Here's <laughs> how I think it's gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> so, but okay, okay, it's just okay. It's like hot guns. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like fucking the and and uh, Katz does complain. Oh no, that was Amuro's Ray Ray's gun. As like Camille's like, I don't fucking care. Here's another one. It hands him the other gun. <laughs> yeah, I got. I'll buy you a new one. <laughs> but we have Amuro Ray's gun at home. <laughs> Uh, oh, and I've just seen what the next scene is. Yeah, uh, Quattro's riding uh, in a in a taxi cab back to to the hotel. Immediately hears a gunshot. Runs upstairs to see a couple of guards murdered. Uh, some more people show up. He tells them to go get the police. And what does he find in the hotel room? After taking <laughs> off his sunglasses take- after entering the hotel room, just want to note that quickly. Very important. Yeah, takes his sunglasses off. Yep, 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 yep. Does the cool spy spy infiltrator thing of like punching the door open and then coming in with the gun. Uh, what what does he find? <laughs> Blex is asleep. Hey, remember how <laughs> his job was to bodyguard Blex? <laughs> Mission failed. <laughs> He's not a good job, so we would seem. And then. So, okay. Yeah. He, he, he goes up to the nightstand. The light is on. He sees Blex, who's like, uh-oh, blood coming out of his mouth. That's probably oh, not good. Oh, he spilled all of his tomato then, juice. Uh... He spilled all of his grape juice. <laughs> all his soup. And all his soup. And then Blex turns to... I almost I almost had a different yeah. name. Blex turns to... Sh- I almost said... Blex turns to Quadro. <laughs> I can't even, like, say his name right right now. I wonder why. Yeah, Blex, Blex turns to Quattro, and he's like, I'd, I'd like you... To become a person who changes the world. Become the leader of Ayug, Shar Asnabel. Who? Who? This is simply Change the world. Change the world, my final message. Who? <laughs> and then he just fucking dies in Quattro's giant arms. Like, he just yeah. dies. <laughs> ah! Oh it's... my god. Hey, Ayug's yours now, Shar. I don't know if, does Blex have the authority to do that? Yeah, doesn't he run Ayug? I thought like Wong runs Ayug or something. Well, Wong's an investor. Okay, so I th- wait no, because it it would make more sense if Blex is just like, hey, Shar Asnable, I recognize you as a person who's capable of becoming the leader of Ayug, and I think yeah, you should that, go that's do what that. I thought. Okay, so here's the thing I was putting off for a while, um, because I was hoping for I, I thought there would be a more, like, relevant thing to the specific character that it would show up with. Do you all remember um, uh, a couple episodes ago when uh, they were on the moon and they, like, a, uh, the, like, head of Anaheim Electronics that was, he- like, helping out AU was brought up? Uh, Melanie Hugh Oh, Carby. yeah. Uh, Carbine. Yeah. Uh, so here's, mm. um, here's a thing. Like, Mel- Melanie Hugh Carbine is kind of like a person who kind of looms large in Gundam. Um, I believe mm. does show up later in Zeta. 
uh, but is kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. is is the head of this big military industrial complex company, like kind of like definitely a, a Halliburton kind of thing when we kind of think about it in the way that it interacts with Gundam, who is like, mm-hmm. you know, helping both sides selling like mobile suits to like whoever like needs them and war profiteering and that kind of stuff. But like directly um, uh, uh, like funding a in some kind of way. Um, and so the, like, kind of the thing, the, the thing you're supposed to get, get from Zeta is that, like, uh, uh, you know, Ayug is very kind of, like, decentralized. So, like, you know, there is, there is the, like, the Blex branch of Ayug. So, yeah, he, like, Quattro is kind of the second in command of that. Uh, but they've kind of, like, won a bunch okay. of, like, Federation people onto their side and that kind of stuff. Um, but a thing that happened, uh, I guess a month or so ago is that, uh, um, uh, uh, somebody really important in the, like, kind of translation community of Gundam, Zionic Front, um, was translating a bunch of, uh, interview stuff and stuff relating to the kind of, like, show Bible and original pitch for Zeta Gundam that included, uh, mm-hmm. information about, of, like, a pitch of who Melanie Hugh Carbine is, um, where mm-hmm. Tomino explicitly says that Melanie Hugh Carbine is a Jewish man um, who is using, uh, basically, like, organ- like trying to instigate war in the human sphere over many years um, to, like, and has, like, tricked people into thinking that AUG is a real organization when it's really just him giving some money to some various, like, terrorist groups uh, so that he can instigate a military conflict so that the Jewish people can retake Israel is a real thing that fucking Yoshiyuki Tomino like wrote in the pitch for Zeta Gundam. Uh, and it's just a really fucked up thing. <coughs> yeah. Like <laughs> I, I, okay. so I'm sitting here like taxidermy Fox. And yeah, and, yeah, there's like no response. Like, like, to and this. The, the thing about this is like, um, uh, you know, pretty much every major uh, Gundam thing covered this. It got brought up in the the uh, the battle report channel in our Discord, and like I talked about some people with it, and was like, hey, I'm gonna bring it up when it seems like organic to the show, which I feel like it does right now for what we need to talk about. Yeah, how, yeah. what AUG is. Um, yeah. but like, you know, if it never would have felt organic, I would have brought it up in the, in like the last episode so that we could like talk through this. Um, right. yeah. but basically, uh, none, none of that, none of that text ever makes it into the show. Israel never shows up in Gundam, like period. Yeah. Um, it's mm. so fucking unnecessary. Uh, like, yeah. yeah. Like why, one why? can have war profiteers trying to drive war for shit capitalist reasons with like bringing the fucking yeah well uh like and and an important thing to understand is that um at the time that tomino was writing zeta uh he was like active in japanese like leftism uh which in the 80s really Mm -hmm. really bought into anti-semitic conspiracy theories and like zionism and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff like it was uh like you know uh that was kind of when uh, this whole like new world order Jewish conspiracy stuff was absolutely completely rampant in Japan, um, which is really important for the context to understand mm-hmm. like what is going on with this. Why why someone would think that's just a fun thing to put in a, a children's sci fi show? Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, it's uh. it's bad. 
uh, were hmm. glad that it got basically cut out of the script. Um, uh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. like, it, it like, uh, I feel like, especially with how people expand on this and, like, future Gundam stuff and, and future UC stuff, like, Anaheim Electronics does take on this kind of, uh, this, this very much American-style, like, military-industrial complex feel to it. Mm, um, mm. But it's important to understand that, like, we as Western viewers are kind of predicated to view it that way. And it's it's mm. important to look at it and understand that uh, part of this whole thing comes from, like, a deeply anti-Semitic, like, origin point yeah, uh, as well. Um, and I say all that to underline the fact that, you know, like... Yes, Blex can just say, Quattro, you're the head of AUG now, because there really isn't an AUG. There's the Argama, and they stole the Radish, mm. like, you know, back when they took Granada, and that's a part of Argama. And then they have a bunch of Federation soldiers who have kind of, like, been won over to their side, but they're really not a part of AUG. And you've got Caraba on Earth. You've got Caraba's Italian Curl on Earth. And, like, they're definitely, like, ideologically aligned and working with them. But they're also a completely separate organization. Um, mm. And so, like, the the kind of, like, the curtain that's kind of rising on all of this is that, you know, and we, we're going to see this in a second when, you know, Camille's talking with a bunch of people who live on Von Braun, is when it comes down to it, they're, like, AUG really isn't, like, an army. They're two ships and a handful of right. suits. That's all they mm. are. And and some people who happen to have really important positions and connections. And that's why it's so important that Blex is telling Quattro that you need to stop being this, like, know-nothing, like, commander pilot. And you need to, like, be Char Aznabel and, like, take control of this situation and actually get, like, something real and, like, physically, like, like political going to help people out. Right, yeah. Mm. Become important. And it doesn't really matter that he is simply Quattro Bajina because, like, as I think Amuro proved a few episodes ago by sort of becoming the Red Comet, anyone could just be Shar Aznable. You don't need to be Shar Aznable to be Shar Aznable. Yeah, it's not yeah. a name, it's a title. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, that was what yeah. it was so important when, like, they were in that in that elevator scene together and just kind of, like, uh, you know, uh, dropped their... their mutual masks like it doesn't matter if quattro is quattro or char or whatever the important thing is he needs to take charge and do something and not per and stop pretending that he is just a soldier exactly yeah. he has to wake like, up quattro bagina can become president of space if he wants to like <laughs> i'd vote for him i would say i would see that poster and i say bagina gets my ex <laughs> <sighs> that was good thank you colin yeah, I'm ready to rip this fucking show out of Tamina's grubby little hands. It's fucking mine yeah. now. Fuck off. Yeah, uh, Nasty fuck old man. murder of the author <laughs> by me. Now, I, now, now, Sarah, it's important to note that the term usually is death of the author. No, <laughs> okay. that's what Bart said. Just like Bart. Just like Bart. Yeah. <laughs> Yoshiki Tamino says, just like Bart. Yeah. Uh, the joke of Shar as the yeah. <laughs> the the next so this so the episode moves on when just yeah. some people start attacking the Argama. They're like some Titan scouts or some shit. Uh, um, really important. Um, the commander mm. of these Titans uh, is Yazan. Yazan will be a recurring character. Yazan's an important dude. Um, just don't lie. Mm -hmm. Just you know, 
We'll, you know, we'll get more into Yuzan later, but Yuzan is here. Is he the one in the triangle? Yes, he's in the Gaplant. Yeah, he's, he's in the he's, triangle. He's the one in the Gaplant. Okay. Yep, he's, the one antagonizing he's, Fa. Yeah, he's he's the very tan man antagonizing Fa. Uh, we'll find out more. We'll find out why he's so important to the show when he takes his helmet off. Okay. It's probably okay. Nothing. He has V fins growing out his forehead. <laughs> Whoa, he's a Gundam himself. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So this they start attacking Argama and Radish. Uh, Fa and Rekua both run to the Methus and like. Nasty boy Haro, who's rude now, I guess, trips Rekua so Fa. He's a Rekua little fucking so Fa snitch. <laughs> he sucks. He's a narc now. He trips Rekua so Fa can run up and pilot the Methus. Well, because Haro said justice for Fa. <laughs> and he was right. Justice for Fa. Justice for Fa. Haro's with us. Um, so yeah, she, I mean, listen, it's Zeta. You have to steal a robot to get in a robot. Yeah, that's um, true. And Fa goes out and is fighting and she's like having a bad time. You know, handling uh, the, no. the 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 menthol methus, <laughs> the um, menthol cigarettes. <laughs> which, meanwhile, uh, Camille down in the city just could feel that there's a battle happening. Like he yeah, knows, yeah, yeah. He he uh, feels he gets, the vibes. He gets the at here. He gets the at everyone uh, uh, Discord message again that the battle's happening. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cass doesn't believe him because he's like, "Well, if there's no battle, if there's a battle, why wouldn't they have like set off the alarms?" And then like five seconds later, you know. Kaz yeah. is like, come on, yeah. turn on your notifications, goddammit. Yeah, Jamaican's um, like, where where Jordan Moore at? I know I told them to not pilot, but now I need them to pilot. Turn the air raid sirens on. <laughs> cut to cut to Jared and Moore like in a hot topic. <laughs> Moore's like trying to get Jared not to argue with the clerk at GameStop because they're not giving him enough money for his games. <laughs> uh the battle's happening though, and like Emma ends up trashing a Hyzak, which crashes through one of the aforementioned, like, skylight domes in Von Braun yeah. City. Yep. All the mm, air oops. gets sucked out. Whoops. Oops. oops. Yeah. Sometimes living on the moon is a little bit dangerous. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's okay, because they've got bunkers, and people can go to them, and they have oxygen masks that people can grab, and, you know, everybody gets to safety, yeah. so it's fine. Um, it's great. And, uh, yeah, it's infrastructure. Good. Uh, yeah, and it would be totally safe and fine if uh, Camille and Gats didn't <laughs> end up walking into the exact same uh, bunker as Jared and Moar. It's, and fucking, it's a comedy of errors. Jared whips, or uh, excuse me, <laughs> Katz whips a pistol out, and somebody just says, what's a child doing with a gun? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Jared also has it, and it's just like everyone in this bunker is having the most normal day possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and just there's like a mm. like a full on mobile suit battle happening outside in the city in now. The city. Shit's getting destroyed. It's bad to see. But the real drama is inside the shelter yeah. here. In the bunker, yeah. yeah. It's like they, they they basically like both like sort of mutually put their guns down because the shelter's full of civilians. <laughs> yeah. Uh like Moar's like Jared, do not do this thing yeah. right now. And he does, he listens. Good yeah. for him. Um, we get this cute sort of scene where, like, a kid in the bunker recognizes Camille, yeah. and he's like, oh, yeah, you're the hero of AU. Which is, uh, I would normally say that that is stupid and ridiculous. Like, how does anybody know what Camille looks like? 
Um, right. Until I started working for an NGO and have to send pictures of myself and volunteers in to make donors feel better about what I'm doing. Uh, mm. <laughs> so I understand. Yeah, you got to have that yeah. personal aspect. You of know, it. some somebody in AUG's job is to like take a selfie with Camille and some AUG branded <laughs> merch to then send to whoever yeah. is sending like ten thousand dollars for them to be able to do war crimes or whatever. God. <laughs> And, like, speaking of war crimes, they also realize that Jared and Moar are titans, and everyone is, like, throwing tomatoes and booing them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, like, the whole shelter boos the two titans who are in there. Yeah. Two titans. Two of them. Two of them. I was doing a little Teen Titans bit. Yeah, and just, you know, everyone in VB hates cops. You know, I yeah, wish and also they in Von did. Ron City. I really sincerely <laughs> wish they did, but that's not... It's, you know... um. Uh, let me let me think about the demographics of of our city real quick. I think about forty percent of VB hates cops. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Listen, I'll I won't call it VB again. It's okay. Uh, we're only gonna be here for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. Camille feels Zeta Gundam coming. The the dark influence. He just like. Like, the, everyone in the shelter is hitting on cops, and Camille just ominously announces, the Zeta is here, or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bro, whatever. Just yeah. fucking little dramatic teen. It's, I love know, him. Because yeah. uh, Camille has all of the push notifications turned on for Discord, so he just, he knows when stuff's going on. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he has to tell everyone, because no one else will turn on the notifications, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. Um... And Kat's like covers for him uh, with with the gun and stuff, and Camille yeah. ends up leaving the shelter. Yeah, they they do get uh you know they get Jared to put his gun down. Um, uh, fucking Katz gets it back, so he finally he does get to get Amaro's gun back, and he does say, "We, mm. you know, sorry, I can't return this one to you," and then runs away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we get the funniest scene in this entire show. I genuinely laughed out loud when this happened. So Rekua flies in and say to Gundam, she lands. She like yeah, gets out she's the like, cockpit. hey, Camille, I brought you your robot. Where's Cats? Where's Camille Katz? looks behind him, points back with like a thumbs up, says he's okay. <laughs> uh, explosion like blasts Cats for He's like face down on the pavement. It's so funny. Yeah. And then it, it just cracked me up so like, much. Like, fucking Camille it's, just gets into Gundam, and you just get, like, this blurry <laughs> camera shot through, like, the, the like, the heads-up display of just, like, Rekua just, like, doing first aid on cats. There's <laughs> <laughs> so cats. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> He'll be fine. He's a kid. It is, it's They're like rubber. comedy. Yeah, if he doesn't realize he's hurt, he's fine. Oh my god, it's just so yeah. good. Um, yeah. Then um, we get uh, Jared <laughs> Moar try to leave the bunker, and like the kid from before stands in their way, like you know, doing the big strong thing, and you know, like all the people are like, "Yeah, Titans suck." And then Jared just fucking beats the shit out of this kid, and's like, "Y'all aren't gonna do shit. You're a bunch of civilians. Like, shut the fuck up." Yeah. Which I feel like Jared does his first problematic thing of yeah. the week. But I feel like also yeah. this kind of reinforces. Uh, what I think is a big theme of the show in that like the like there is there is a like a difference be between civilians who are willing to take action and civilians that take action uh, because it's like it's not mm -hmm. like there was a fa in that room. Like maybe that kid 
is a fa who is like you know maybe doesn't have all the skills mm. that he needs to like really fight this war but is standing up for it but like the vast majority of people just like they're gonna let the titans roll through and it's the it's the people who have the like the the equipment and the power behind them to actually affect things that is like yeah part because jared is like yeah what are you gonna do about it i'm gay and also stronger than you <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of punches him out of the way yeah. and can leave. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so Camille goes out in Zeta, sort of helps. Fa is like dealing with the the other triangle. Yeah. The Dorito yes, is dealing the. Are there any other ships that are triangle shaped, or is it uh, only Doritos? Um, the 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 or the Masala is kind of is like pyramid shaped. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So like a Toblerone. Yeah. Okay. So the Dorito is dealing the Toblerone. And then Zeta Gundam comes in and, like, helps out Fa. Yeah. I will say, like, Fa's do- having a really bad time of it, like, is really, like, you know, uh, getting, like, fucking knocked around a lot, crashing into stuff. But also, like, again, I want to point out, like, Yazan is supposed to be, like, a top-tier, like, fighter pilot. Like, it is a miracle that she is not dead yet. Like, she is holding her own against, like, somebody, like, far outside of her weight class. And I feel like uh, the show doesn't give her enough credit for that. <laughs> Yeah, is there? A, yeah. Is it in this episode where the thing happens where she like feels all the hostility coming towards her like cool lasers? Oh, yeah, was that yeah, the yeah. bit where I my internet dropped out? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that that yeah that was back no. in the original attack. That was on earlier. Bon, where you see like like the, they have this kind of thing where like the uh, Sirocco's ship is like shooting lasers out and kind of like an anti fighter anti missile thing, and you see those kind of like concede in on Fa, but then like turn into like like a an anxiety new type pattern that's like that is a really cool shot <laughs> yeah and like it's like it's it's the like out of mobile suit experience that she's having mm. um but i like i liked that moment because like she it's shit but she like pulls through and like does it anyway and has this like crossing a line into i am going to yeah. participate in the hostility now yeah, because yeah, cause, like she's explicitly like overwhelmed by it but then gets herself together and says no I'm going to be in control of this. And like, God, I love Fa. <laughs> this is a Fa respecting podcast. <laughs> this is a Fa respecting her. podcast. This is. Um, but eventually Jamaican ends up having to retreat. Yeah. Cause you like take over the power plant and that's when Jamaican is like, all right, yeah, we're out of here. Um, J- <laughs> fucking Jared and, and, they finally show up back from their shopping slash imprisonment trip and he's like, all right, I'm ready to fight. And Jake, Jamaican's like, yeah, whatever. We're not fighting. We're leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jerry, yeah. You won't give him a it's suit. Like you're, you're, I'm not going to leave you here. Your pilot's on the Alexandria now, but like, I would rather keep all of my ships than lose anything defending the city, which is yeah. Sirocco's trick. Uh, that's probably what he had planned all along, you know, fucking, yeah, not great. only does he get glory for taking Von Braun, he doesn't get, like, fucking poo-pooed for losing it. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Mm. Um, and then Jared's like, yeah. someday I'll make Jamaican kneel before me. Yeah. Wow, I'm Jared. I mean, that's Jared's goal. He, Yeah. 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 He, like, finally has that taste of power. <laughs> yeah, now that, now that Sriracha's gone, he's like... Getting his dom senses back. Not that he ever had any, but he's pretending he does. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, Weird yeah. how someone with such psychic space magic vampire powers can just turn a dom into a sub, but, you know, whatever. We'll get more into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. New types, baby! Yeah. What if, and then... what about Rick Dom and Rick Sub? 
And then we kind of cut back to the 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 UN, back to the Federation. Um, mm-hmm. They announced that like the vote has passed unanimously that Mr. Hyman of the Titans now fucking controls everything. Yes. This is how democracy dies. Yeah, with thunder uh, as a Hyman's now like prime minister or some shit, but basically like you know the whatever whatever bill passed, it, the Titans now have control over the Federation government. King of Earth. Yeah. Earth King. Not great. Ew. Ew. Icky. No uh, kings. And the la- yeah, no kings. The, the last scene we get. Only is King of Fa. Games. <laughs> only, king, only King of Games. Only Yu Gi Oh! Um, Fa is like sobbing right now because, like, like I think Katz walks up to the bridge. He's fine. And then, like, I guess upon seeing that, she just like completely breaks down because she's the one who caused all this trouble. Yeah, Katz like, does have know. a head bandage, kind of like uh, Jared did earlier in the yeah. episode. Kind of like Jared. Um, and. I also, I, I don't think we mentioned it a whole lot, but, like, the way Jared's bandages makes his hair look twice as tall as it normally yeah. is. Yeah. It gives it a bit of support, a bit of lift, like a nice bra. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, Fa is just really breaking down, and, like, Bright comes in, and is just, like, really... No, wait, Bright is really... Wait, no, Bright is really nice to Katz. Because mm-hmm. Katz is, like... Katz comes in and is like, oh, I expected to be corrected. Yeah, for like... And Bright yeah, is like, nah, whatever, yeah. kid. You're, you're alive. That's it. That's good. Um, Camille says the line of... Or like, thinks the line of, it's alright, actually, because we just survived. Everyone's getting a little better. Yeah, and then after he's like, we survived. Oh, hey, I wonder how Blex is doing. <laughs> yeah, he does wonder yeah. that. Um, but the last just, thing I wanted to note about this episode, sorry, before we finish up, is that at the Federation uh, place, like, Quattro is here watching, kind of just looking on at Hyman in disgust as he, like, takes the podium. Um, and Quattro thinks to himself... Um, that this is all going to go to shit because the decisions of those who sold their souls for immediate returns are known to be easily changed. I just just thought that was a neat line. Yeah, it's a cool thing to say. Who knows? Who knows what'll well, happen in the next three episodes while Quattro is at okay. Congress? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, and that's that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, we don't really. I don't think we have a bit. At least I don't have time for a bit because I got to go in like ten okay. minutes or so. Um. The ending bit of this episode will be me. I will read the names for you, the audience, of the next three episodes we're going to talk about on Wild Cool Robot. <laughs> episode 25, Colony Drop. Episode 26, The Ghost of Zeon. Episode 27, Rendezvous with Char. What? Hello? Wow. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I, ah. I think it's a big... We're going to release a four-hour episode next week. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I've been Sarah McClintock. I use she, they pronouns. Hi, welcome to the episode. Hi, my name is Colin. <laughs> I use they, them you. pronouns. Uh, I'm very excited to block off, like, 12 hours on Sunday next week to talk about the next three episodes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Max. I use he, him pronouns. I can't wait to finally see Char halfway through Zeta Gundam. <laughs> yeah, it'll finally arrive. Oh, my God. It's like... Gundam was over by now. <laughs> 0079 had finished by now. <laughs> and it's like, ah! It's Zeta, Listen. baby! <laughs> bon Jovi <laughs> voice. Whoa! We're halfway there. Living on a Zeta. Living on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and, and we're literally, well, we're right before the halfway point because there's 50 episodes yeah. in Zeta, so. Yeah. God, Whoa. what a good show. 
What a good what show. What a good show. What are other shows we do? Um, hey, hey, what's up? Hey. Um, I've hey. started a new podcast <laughs> to cope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to co- do you say to Some cope? People. <laughs> Some people. Some people podcast <laughs> to cope. Uh, so, um, long story short, a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, uh, a really like interesting free uh, uh, anime like um, uh, streaming service called Retro Crush that has a bunch of like old stuff and kind of like weird OAVs and stuff um, uh, got Metabots, uh, and you know Metabots is cool. It's a sh- it's like a it's like Pokemon but with beetle robots and like little cat robots and like that kind of stuff. Uh, so me and my friend Mitch were like. We should start a Metabots podcast, and we have, and you can find it, and I cannot believe this, we're the only Metabots podcast in existence. Um, you can find us on iTunes, uh, you know, Apple Play, um, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, at MetaWatch, M-E-D-A-W-A-T-C-H, uh, and you can find us at on Twitter, both at MetaWatch and MetaRotch. Uh, which is what they call that oh, item in that's Japanese, good. That's I good. Guess. I like that a lot. Oh, that's so good, <laughs> yeah. Colin. I love yeah. that. Uh, MetaWatch will mostly have, like, the show updates and stuff. MetaWatch is um, uh, mostly going to be Mitch gififying the show. Uh, just like getting good <laughs> gifts out of out of the anime, it's a really good time. Uh, you know the the first episode is up right now. Uh, we just like cover the first episode. Uh, a subsequent episode should be up pretty soon of us coming two episodes at a time. Please get into Metabots. It's a fun. It is a very like very very like honestly like funny like Pokemon style robot show. Uh, we're having a good time. Hmm. Wanna have a good time. <laughs> Hmm, yeah, uh, I I have a Naruto podcast called Never Believe It. I also do a podcast with Max called Pod of Greed. You may have heard of it. You probably have. It's the only it, much like Meta Watch is the only Metabots podcast. Pod of Greed is the only Yu Gi Oh podcast. I can't believe that. Yeah. but I I believe it. <laughs> yeah, we have all we have access to all the Twitter URLs we could ever want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad. <laughs> uh, Climb yourself. Climb yourself. Yeah, a, I'm clamming down. Aside from Pod of Greed, which I do with Sarah, um, I also do another show called Slappers Only, which is a video game music showdown podcast. Uh, all the links for that for those shows will be in the description. All the links for our stuff will be in the descriptions as well. Um, this show, I, it's always weird, right? When you say, like, you can find this show on Twitter.com slash Podcast, And it's like, they probably already know that because they listened to the show in the first place. But, like, <laughs> whatever. That's, that's just how it is in the year 2020. What if you find um, it on Spotify? Who knows? Who knows? This is, show is on Spotify. Um... I think uh, Colin. My robot of the week is the pitching machine. <gasps> pitching machine. Okay, so in uh, in the previous season of Blazeball, uh, yes, so there dumb. is a um, there is a mecha- there is a mechanic now called idoliz- uh, idolization, where you pick an idol who's a player. You can buy things. So if it's a pitcher, you can get um, point. You can get additional money every time they strike somebody out, or uh, every time they they make pitch or whatever or if they're a batter you can you can make certain amount of points every time they hit a run or every time they hit a home run um and a thing with that is we have uh, you know uh, uh like if at the end of every season there's a red line that's drawn in the top 20 idols and uh if it's one of the three players that have peanut in their name they don't get shelled but anybody else who ends up above that line in in the top idol list 
gets put in a peanut shell and can no longer do their function on the team. So, for example, uh, the Crabs, our best hitter, Nagomi McDaniels, is currently shelled, can't bat, can't do anything, really fucking sucks. But uh, the um, the Unlimited Tacos, the LA Tacos, put together a plan to make the sacrifice um, to have all, sacrifice. F- all five of their pitchers in that top bracket for idolization when when the shelling happened so that they could save all of the other teams from having their their players limited and they succeeded every single pitcher on the tacos got shelled and because of that if they didn't have a a, 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 an existing pitcher to pitch the game would have broken down so the commissioner gave them a new pitcher a sixth pitcher that was the pitching machine and the pitching machine just got a pitching machine the pitching machine runs on blood uh, it ended up with a five-star pitching rating by the end of that season that it played in and is now shelled because people loved the pitching machine so much. Uh, so yes, uh, I love the- I uh, also, I idolized the pitching machine. <laughs> I am guilty of shelling the pitching. I just loved it so much. I also forgot to unidolize it because I was working at the end of the- So I, yeah, yeah I was sorry. I was also working at the end of uh, the end of the season before the postseason. So like I couldn't commit to like Wyatt Theory or anything like that. So yeah, uh, I, I feel you. Um, but pitching machine, great robot. And I thought Zeta was confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Free your soul from sports gravity. It is time to move away. It is time to go to sports. It is time for me to make food. <laughs> um, well, thank you all for tuning in to this episode that's almost as long as our very first longest episode. And certainly next week will be even longer. Just based, solely, just based solely on the name of the <laughs> dang thing. So anyway, uh, what do we say? Uh, in, in the words of Pitching Machine, um, <clears throat> war is bad. Wow. Cool robot. Yeet! <laughs> My voice cracked when I said that. 27, I get voice cracks. <laughs>